I'm Paul, I'm an alcoholic. I had my last drink November the 16th, 1976, in Williston, Vermont, on a Tuesday night. And on a Wednesday morning, I went to the place where Alcoholics Anonymous meetings were being held. Because for the previous six months, at the insistence of my good wife, I went to an AA meeting in that building every Saturday night. Mom used to be a little chunkier than I am, and she was just a midget. And it's damn humiliating for 250 pounds of solid dynamite to be led around by a little woman. If you're a Boston Irish Catholic like me, you understand this. If you're an Alcoholics Anonymous, you know it's pride. And it says pride means the pack of some of our character defects. But I went because my alcoholism had created enough fears that I was terrified of this little woman. She was Lebanese, by the way. Lorraine Bodnick was Lebanese, too. <laughs> I, I think they had some genetic predispositions. But it is amazing to come home at 4 o'clock in the morning and try to sneak my 250 pounds into the bed. We had a little cake cart house that means I'm upstairs and downstairs. And I didn't have a key to my house, that's another thing. That's for my macho. And many times I would sleep in my car in front of the house. Now in Vermont, it's usually 40 below zero. And I was wondering if you've got a snowmobile suit in the car that can do this. Why would I do a thing like that? Because I was terrified. And you talked about fear and alcohol something. Terrified that a little woman catches me at what I was up to. So we had this deal, if I did go in the house, that I'd ring the bell and she'd come down the stairs and let me in and go right into the back. And as soon as she did that, I was right in the room and I turned the clock back a couple hours. <laughs> she went back out of the bathroom, looked at the clock, went across the What a wonderful life I had! I was the only guy in my neighborhood that was gone three nights a week of the first two just had to be home with her. That's what it was, huh? Why did you marry this girl, Paul? And she told me I was coming. <laughs> she was. What, what kind of a man am I? Now, I, I'm raised by Irish immigrants. So I'm first generation. That's where I come from, so the scene is not her. They magic word, you get out of the cell and you can ask it. And they do it properly. Now you walk in the mountain, we do the same thing. But uh, they do it some way. I remember when I was 14, I decided I was going to visit one of my friends uh, in, in 7 o'clock at night. And I was told I couldn't go. So I took my clothes and I threw them out the window and, and uh, snuck down the stairs and off I went. Now, in November and December back there, it was cold. Well, I came back from that visit about 9 o'clock that night, and I was told, flat out, you don't live here no more. You don't live here no more. Hey, I'm 14 years old, where am I going to go? This is an interesting experience for me, 
because it explains my whole life. I had no rights. Whatever they told me to do, I did, or get killed. So I guess when I was in the third grade, I figured, you know, I'm selling newspapers. I ended up doing that seven days a week until I got in the eighth grade. And then I did that once I worked in the grocery store. Then I went to church every one and six months of the year at seven o'clock, whether I wanted to or not. I went to uh, parochial schools for 16 years, and in parochial schools, there's no reasons, there's no lunch hours, there's a number of courses every day, and you're going to do them. And if you get a note to take home, you know that that's what to be. One when you bring the note home, the other one when they come back from the teaching because you never write. Then I went off to high school, and the only good thing about the Catholic high school was all men. I didn't have women beating me up anymore. Oh, thank God. And, and this was the same deal. Work, go to church, go to school. Now you had to study law. The women were on the other side of the campus, the barbed wire, and high school. And then I walked to college. Men's college up in Vermont. And I thought I was going to be signing over. He was a good student. And I saw him one day holding his keys with the sweat coming off his brow. And all the women adored him. I'm going to see you like him. I'm going to be signing Well, my skiing career was interrupted by the fact that I never took a lesson. And so I thought he'd be alive. But what I'm talking about is in the book of Alcoholics Anonymous, it says that alcoholics are people who are full point from reality. What have you heard me say tonight that was in here now? I was always living in tomorrow. I'm going to graduate from that school. I'm going to get a wife. I'm going to buy a house. I'm going to get a job. And then you're going to be sorry you messed with me. I'm talking about resentment. In the program of alcoholism, on this class about resentment being the number one offender. And it kills more people than anything else. And on November 17, 1976, when I sat down in that room with those people, they said to me, Do you have any resentment, Paul? No. Well, my wife. But other than that, I'm just a love of a little fun, Paul. I truly believe this. And I still know. Although there are a number of people who tell me different, or what are they doing? So in those days, uh, uh, I worked for a pharmaceutical manufacturer, one of the biggest, best-known manufacturers in the country. And back in Vermont, this is how we job. Vermont is a lot like Florida County, no little place. So I got this job. And, and, and I'm running around, talking to all these surgeons, scientists, dermatologists, gynecologists. And I got to fight with the nurses. And I scared the death of them. But our company also makes Maybelline and Coca-Cola and some other stuff. And I got a bag full of stuff. So we buy them. There's nothing like being honest. There's nothing like feeling good about yourself. There's nothing like that sense of accomplishment, self-worth. Because I have a spiritual malady that it talks about in the big book about all this and all this. 
I know self-worth. None. And yet, because I got this degree, because I'm an officer and a gentleman in the United States Air Force, because I'm married to a scholarship girl, uh, et cetera, and so forth, and, and I built this house and I got this job and I drive this nice fucking car and I wear a three-piece suit, I'm okay. And everywhere I go, I want to know that I'm here. Because everywhere I go, I run into people who have hurt my feelings. How come so bad? How come I have any money? How come? How come? How come? And I didn't have any answers for that how come. I wasn't Paul. I was who I wanted you to think I was. So, I traveled. I traveled three nights a week. Sometimes the three nights that I was out was only 30 miles from my house. But the beauty of it was I was with people I didn't know, and I love people I don't know. If I get drunk tonight, I'm going to Gordon. You know, I ain't going to come here. Because when I get to Gordon, I'm probably going to be a doctor. I don't know. Yes, to be that. Or I might be a jet pilot because I have spent some time in the vaccine and military jets and much like it, but I can tell some real great stories. I can be anything I want to be, and you all have to love me, right? Disillusionment. The curse of the alcoholic. Disillusionment. So when I walked into a bar, they said, Here comes Paul. And then a few million words. Sit down. And I thought, wow, I'm all right. Wow. I'm respected. I'm loved. You see, it was that most of the people in that class were mummified from being here so long that they would like to see a new body come in every so often. Full flight from reality. I'm in full flight from reality. Therefore, I'm not drunk. Therefore, when November 17, 1976 came around and they said things to me, it's the first drink to get the drunk call. Ah, what call did you guys go to? Where's your company back? How come you're not wearing a suit and tie? How come you don't have an expensive account with a pretty wife and an Irish setter and a beautiful home and three kids? And you're going to tell me? I'm here. I'm the second coming, babe. And when I was in the town called Hunter Hill, Vermont, <laughs> you know, the captain of that uh, pirate ship, a
Bible treated this process not a problem here, I was a teacher. And I always seeking the memory of modern teachers, so I only sat in these places where people didn't have my didn't have my they didn't have my Because my spiritual disease, my self-esteem, and lots of others in AA, my ambition, my sex life, and my pocketbook were all in danger. God gave me all four of these instincts to be used for good. And I perverted every one of them because I didn't need to do it. Fear of all. Fear of the unknown. If I knew that you were a bot, and you were sitting there, and you were dirty and filthy and full of police, and I had my five dozen on, and there's some honey walked in, and she sat with you. Thank you. 
you have that house life and stop all lies. There's no error. We have to step forward. We have to decide the problem of human beings. Well, that's the simplest inventory I can do. And if you and others, I don't even know I'm doing it. But I got a desire not to feel like I would feel when I walked in there this morning. That morning. And furthermore, because I'm a spiritual guy, I saw some ladies in that place that were a hell of a lot better than the children of So I was inspired. So I did for me what I couldn't do for myself. And it was supposed to be a
meeting where evil maniacs and then the you are the fun night. I was just the second coming. I'm going to talk about things like reality and the recovering person and how these steps, little by little, improved my spiritual progress so I can stand up here tonight and look at every one of you in the eye. Very 
sexual awakening. And as a result, I got step seven. And I can say, God, when you move, say, they kill me. And the reason is, they don't work anymore because I've been restored to sanity and step two. I no longer have the ability to be promiscuous.
don't know why you may be glad because the same people that called me all these horrible names and now doing the things that they saw me do. We are a program of attraction. If you want what we got, you're willing to go in and get it here at the steps we took. Oh, 